All right, family, of course, welcome back to the Sunny Side View. Of course, you know our podcast is here, always celebrating everyday heroes and heroines. And I have some amazing super moms here with me today. I've got my friend Mimi, my friend Rashida, and my friend LaShonda, who y'all all know I like to call Dr. LaShonda. So we are super excited to be together because uh, we get to talk about some challenges, some expertise, some things that we've seen just being moms in the 2020s <laughs> out here in these streets, okay? So just trying to tap in with one another. I've got my girls with me and we just gonna chat a little bit about what it means to be a mom. So first, let me just, uh, you know, ask you guys to introduce yourselves. Uh, we'll start with Mimi. Mimi, tell me your name and, you know, how long you've been doing this mommy thing. So I am Mimi, of course. I've been doing this mommy thing. So at first I had the initiation to being a mom by being a stepmom. And then I had my lovely daughter and she is a thriving five years old, uh, going on 50 year old lady. <laughs> right. And, um, I've been dedicated to being a single mom for four years. So yeah <laughs> thank you thank you for coming we're gonna get into that thank you uh Rashida what about you ma'am how long you been mommying I have been mommying for almost 25 years my gosh yeah this August will be gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh August will be 25 years that I have been a mom wow and you're not just a mom now right no, I'm not just a mom now. I am actually a yummy, also known as a grandmother. So I have a one-year-old granddaughter. Yes, I'm a yummy. A <laughs> yummy. That is so I love weird. it. I love it. Yes. Dr. LaShonda, what about you? How long have you been doing this mommy life? I've been doing this mommy life for, let's see, how old is this will be 23 in August? Yeah. And our twins just turned 19. So a long time, long you know, time. You know what I just realized? It's three twin moms on here right now. I got my Older. twisters with me. That's it. My twisters. Hey. Mimi, Mimi got next. <laughs> we going to catch you and Mimi. <laughs> Y'all should see Mimi's face. She said, well, <laughs> not too much. Not too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, y'all know um, I'm Sunny. Uh, my husband and I, we have seven children together. Uh, we love, love, love. Our oldest just turned 18 yesterday, uh, Monday, Monday. But like Mimi, um, I was blessed to be a bonus mom to her older um, two siblings uh, who are now 22. 22 is the oldest that's the i think it's 22 so yeah it's been a long time we've been out here in these mom and streets you know been out here doing these things so i want to ask y'all first uh just being a mom y'all what is the hardest part of being a mom what do you feel like in a real everyday type of understanding what's one thing that keeps you up at night and i'll go first just to give people some time y'all my college kid because mm. you know her phone is attached to my phone and when i see that she not at home at 2 a.m i'll be up i'll be up sitting up can't go to sleep can't go to sleep till she get back in that dorm y'all my bro i couldn't take it <laughs> my husband be like go to bed i'll be like i can't do it i can't do it and i think it made me realize like how you never stop being a mom mm -mm. like and I thought about like, who called my mom? I'll call my mama today for some money. Ma, mm -hmm. give me some money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it just really made me think about how, you know, you never stop. Like you never stop being a parent. Mm -hmm. If you're an active parent, let's be clear. Yeah. You never stop being a parent. You're always thinking about how your decisions, how your choices, how they affect your seed, how they affect those children that you know that you are responsible for so responsible for so that's me that's probably one of the hardest things that i would say is tough on me what about what about y'all anybody can go what y'all think oh i think you hit it on the head with the college uh college student and i have two 
that life 360 be working overtime and I feel like I'm working overtime and especially because they 12 hours away yeah. right yeah. and so we don't have a lot of family in those states so I'm trying to find out where are y'all going Where's on highway <laughs> 99 at some one o'clock in the morning and who you riding with Mm-hmm. That like, be what's the really point. Going on? It's mm-hmm. not you that I don't trust. It's these other kids. I don't that know who I raised them. About. Exactly. I don't know who raised yes. them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I do. I find that um, even with like some of the people that they meet, right? They are. I feel like even as teenagers, even as you know, they meet new people, like they're still striving to fit in. Mm-hmm. Right, and mm-hmm. so some of their behavior becomes a little different. And I'm that mom. I feel I'll be checking in in a minute. Mm-mm. This this is not what we getting ready to do. Yeah, you know, I need you to stay focused. I need you to stay prayed up because it's so easy. Yeah, to fall into the trap of come on, let's go to this party, you know, and drink the jungle juice and all. They they not the jungle juice, <laughs> honey. And so we had those talks. And so it is, you know, you'd be up late at night and you'd be worried, you yeah. know, about, you know, what time they're going to be back in their dorm room and, yeah. you know, are they safe? And, you know, it's just, it's tough. You never yeah. stop being a mommy. Yeah, you, know? you never stop. Rashida, what you think? I think it's a few things. You know, I, I already had one that went through college. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was pretty tough. And then, you know, my oldest son, um, he's in college now, and he's like a 19 to 22-hour drive away. Yeah. Um, so luckily he's, you know, one of those kids who's pretty even keen and he's pretty predictable. Yeah. Um, but still, it's that distance. And I, and I feel like letting go and letting them have some responsibility because I'm because I'm so used to managing four different personalities mm-hmm. and you know overseeing everything so relinquishing some of that control and power has been difficult in parenting um because you know you raised them a certain way but you just yeah. you, know, you just want to you want them to remain the way you raised them you know but yeah one of us ended up you know for the most part you know we, we all did our own thing but yeah so so having them that far away um and not having hands or eyes readily on them. That has been a challenge. That really mm-hmm. I definitely want to come back to this uh, where you talked about giving them some re- responsibility. So I'm going to make sure that I come back to that. Mimi, what about you? What do you feel like is the toughest thing? I know we kind of talked about our older kids, um, but I know you got your baby who is in elementary school. Uh, or she's going to they're going to elementary school uh, so how do you feel like what is probably one of the hardest things that when you think about it you're like oh my goodness this is a rough this is a rough job one of the biggest challenges that I have it's gonna be right back in school I'm also working full-time and then mm. about time she gets out of school I'm still working and then I feel like I at the end of the night I'm like man I feel like I should have had enough time for her but I didn't have enough time and so it's the time when I finally have enough time for her those are the days that her daddy was uh, you know I wish I could but I know that as I you know get more developed experience without being determined but that for me was challenging not having time this great not having enough time with her yeah I, I think you're going in and out a little bit um so just let me know if you're gonna um fix it up and we'll make sure we get you when we come back around to you um but Rashida mentioned something about um responsibility like giving kids responsibility and so when I have um I know even for my older kids and my younger kids it's like it's a difference so you know, my oldest daughter, she actually went away to sleep away camp when she was six years old, right? I don't know what I was thinking. But <laughs> but I was working for the Y. You know, I did go up to the Y and train all of them myself. <laughs> so I knew they was good. I also did their drill before she came up there, you know. So they knew what they was doing. But um, I sent her away for two weeks. Now I, and I also went up there after week one, you know, just to check in. But sent her away for two weeks when she came back she was like super responsible 
like because you know when they when you send the kids away to something like that they you know they teach them hey you got to clean up your area and it ain't nobody else telling you it's like hey you and your cabin mates you got to do this you got to do so when she came back from there she was super responsible um and i feel like she kind of carried that on um the sibling next to her didn't didn't go away so i feel like i've been chasing after him his whole life okay and so i wonder you know as we start talking about you know at what age do y'all feel like it's a good time to start getting you know really having some solid responsibility pieces because i see the difference between my older two and that could be personality so it it Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean you know and and i'm not you know i'm not a misogynist so i'm not saying that because she's a girl is this or because you're like that's not it but um i wonder sometimes how do we ensure that the children that we are raising are responsible young people because we i've seen a lot of kids that don't have that don't have any care about being responsible for their space or other people's space. So what are you at what age what do y'all feel like y'all did or what do you wish you could have done um to your child who was younger to try to encourage them or did you do that encourage them to be responsible as they got older? For me, I think it it would it really depended on the child. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, you are, they're two different people. Um, yeah. I think with Imani, um, because for the first five years of her life, I was a single mom. Um, she automatically was, you know, handed some responsibility. Um, and it would be like, it would be simple things. Like I would, you know, get, I would iron her clothes for the week, but she had to make sure they were in the right spot or she had to, when she wasn't in uniform, she had to make sure she picked out what she wanted so that I could iron it for the week. You know, like yeah. so it was about, you know, routine so that it was one less thing that I had to worry about. But then um, with Jelani, I coddled him more because he was the sickly baby. He's the miracle one that they didn't think would make it to one. Mm-hmm. So, so he was, you know, he was coddled, but his personality was one that he was still independent. Like, you know, no matter how much I tried to do for him, he's he's the one that he does for himself. Um, mm-hmm. With the twins, just keep praying. <laughs> Yo, them twins will wear twins will wear you out. I be trying to tell the saints. I don't this even. Shit. I be like, they defeated me. I tell everybody. Y'all, y'all, and I mean, and they're and they're they're so different. So I feel like I have to give them. Like I may be able to put more of a task on one of them, but not on the other. Yeah. Um, one is more observant, and one is more of a protector. Like so, it's like certain things that I, you know, I can task them with as far as responsibility. But the rest of the time, I'm just like, what did I do? Yeah, I feel you, uh, uh, Lashonda. What do you think? What What do you? How do you feel about? you know, that particular question. Was it earlier? You know, do you wish you did some different things earlier? Did you do some great things that you're seeing the fruits of now? You know, what does it look like to you? Um, so for ours, uh, so Alyssa, when she was younger, Alyssa's the oldest, um, we didn't realize that Alyssa was actually ADD. So when we would try to give her small tasks early on, she couldn't stay on task and she mm-hmm. needed constant reminders to like brush her teeth, you know, make your bed, you know, little things like that. And I became frustrated because I'm like, well, she's not listening. You, Yeah. Like, okay. Um, clean up, clean up, everybody do your share. She would never participate in helping to clean up. And so that's when we knew that, you know, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the twins, um, they are, are, mine are completely opposite too. So Rishon, you know, early on, she she's very strong-willed. She's very, you know, on top of it, very, you know, likes her things, needs. Uh, make sure she's organized and she was more of the protector for Devin. Devin's the baby um, and he was more like 
leaning on her all the time to, you know, one Devin, we got to do this or we have to do that. Um, but as they got older, uh, um, Alyssa, you know, she started getting better. It wasn't until she got older um, when we started teaching her about credit and, you know, she wanted a newer car and, you know, making her car payments and starting off with a credit card to kind of boost her credit and teaching them about credit is when she started becoming more responsible. She knew that she had a budget to make sure like she couldn't get on the sheen and, you know, my pretty little thing and me Listen, shopping that, all that the sheen time. Will, that sheen will get you, okay? That sheen will get you. Do you hear me? It's the coupon. And, and they the have coupon. carts, carts. Now it's the Affirm and I'm like, you know, you still have to pay this stuff off and you know, and so, but now as they're older, um, Alyssa's better. Devin, so here's the thing about about Alyssa and Devin. They're really alike in a lot of ways, with the exception of Devin was never ADD. But Devin was really, really bullied, really, really mm-hmm. bad. Um, and... Uh, made attempts to commit suicide mm-hmm. and uh, it was a struggle and he was in middle school and that's why I was you know making that comment like in middle school is when they need us the most yeah. you know teachers administrators parents you know just it's a it's a change they go yeah. through a life transition when they go yeah. from elementary to middle school and then you got friend circles and cliques and you know, they have teams here, so you may not be on the same team as your friends in elementary. Um, we only have one middle school in Urbana, so we have like seven elementary schools. So all of those kids that are coming out of fifth grade are coming to middle school. Um, but he was really bullied, and he really um, became withdrawn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was very difficult for him to do tasky things even as much as like taking out the garbage because he was so afraid and so we coddled him a little bit more because not to take away from the other two but he had a greater need and when you think about their child um saying i'm just going to kill myself you know they're going to kill me at school you know being stabbed with pencils scissors trip punch you know tease in the PE locker room to the point where we had to get a separate room for him to dress in just to dress him because he was a little huskier you know and you know they used to tease him he had man boobs and things like that and so honestly that's the reason why I wrote my dissertation based on that because it was a personal experience it was more relevant it was more um you know, it's if real. you're wondering what the signs are, it is so real. And I just really wanted to have those transparent moments with, um, you know, with them and with people who are experiencing the same things that it's not um, that they can't do the task. There are some some issues underneath, some underlying issues that are preventing them from being able to be, you know, um, Incomparable to the other siblings, why they yeah. can't do some of the things that they can do. Yeah, no, and I, I, you know, you, I think both a couple of us may have said the word um, "coddle," but I feel like you mentioned it. You said we we know what our particular child needs. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I'm like, I had to get, I had to kind of unlearn this. Mm-hmm. what society tells me is loving on my kid too much like no if my kid is crying I'm going to pick them up like I'm not <laughs> and you're not going to say nothing to me about it like exactly. you know what I'm saying? the world is like, going to be tough enough yeah no, let, the world, <laughs> let the world drag them oh, I'm yes. not doing that oh, yes. you know and yeah. I have I yeah. have rough you know I have tough conversations with my kids but at the same time I want them to know that there's always a safe place that you I don't care what I'm going through I can call my mama and my mama is gonna be like, well, you know, you can you could come sleep over. She lived four states away. She want me to come sleep over. But you know, that's the that's the love that she has. So uh yeah, no, thank you for for sharing that and being so transparent. Mimi, what about you? Are there some things, you know, when you think about your baby girl, do you think of uh do you think that there are things that 
you know, that you're trying to do right now to show independence? Or are you like, no, nope, I'm okay with maybe just leaning and depending on me, which is fine. <laughs> first, um, and let me know if you can hear me. Everybody can be fine? Yeah. Okay, great. So at first, um, so my daughter, she's considered special needs. Um, she has a lot of health conditions where because I'm not familiar with that type of thing, I used to hold on tight, like tighter to her, like, okay, no, you can't jump over that portal or no, you can't uh, run around or, you know, and so as I began to see like, she was like, mommy, I'm okay to do it. With her verbalizing saying that she's okay, then I began to realize, okay, it's all right for me to let her do like a little bit, like if she wants to jump down the steps or she wants to yeah. do anything that she's capable of doing, it's okay for me to do that. I believe sometimes when you go through trauma as a child, you try to in your in your mind you, you have like I don't want her to have the same childhood. Mm-hmm. When in yes. reality, when in reality, if you're putting those thoughts out there, you're allowing that spirit to even linger and to recognize that hey, we might want to mess around. And so um, I felt it was important for me to let my daughter just be free. Yeah. Uh, and, and not like so crazy and far out there, but just to explore and to know that it's okay for her to thrive in certain areas where I might have been frightened to as, as a child because of my experience. But it was totally okay for her to do things. And she doesn't have to be held to limitations because of being labeled as special needs or having, you know, different medical conditions. She doesn't have to um, be under that label because um, with, with my faith and everything, I know God is a healer. So if I'm holding her too, holding her too tight, and telling her in her head, you can't do this because of this, then she's gonna she's gonna believe it. And yeah. so it was important for me to allow her to just be herself and not hold too tight onto her. Um right now she's gonna go to counseling for some social anxiety and separation anxiety, which I was like, as a for me, I'm like at first like I maybe it's just me, maybe it's just me. And I'm like, no, some things is a little bit different. So you let know me know your child, you know yeah, your so child nutrition to see what is the best step that I can take and in my head I was like what maybe if people look at me like I'm a bad mother but I'm like you know what I can't think like that because I have to do what's best for my child and so I believe as I continue on listening to her and to hear her out then I'll know what's best for her as a mom yeah because I'm an adult I'll, I'll know you know most of the best things but to listen to her to give her that freedom of choice um to understand that she does have her own mind yeah in the best way she can at this innocent age that way you know she can make great um, decision making when she's become a teenager yeah so having you know the the capability of making a decision is giving her that little little bit of responsibility i try not to put too much on her um, right right that that, that much responsibility no you actually dropped like five gems uh, Mm -hmm. just when you was talking but you said something about um you know i i have to make sure that you know i'm I'm allowing her to be free, you know? And I think that's really hard for parents, um, for moms, especially this, you know, whether we be birth moms, whether we be chosen moms, it is so hard that the child that we are called to, um, to allow them to to grow and to go. Um, I think Rashida said, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta let up a little bit. Um, and so it's gonna bring me to my next question. And I'm laughing about it because my kids say, that my answer has changed from now to how it used to be. Uh, But I wanna ask y'all, what is your parenting philosophy and how has it evolved over time, if it has? And so I'll, again, I'll yeah. start with I'll start with myself. You know, I like tell on myself first. You know? <laughs> uh, and Rashida knew me before I had, you know, the twins and before I was remarried. So I was a single mom <laughs> with three kids. And I was just a bit of a drill sergeant, okay? <laughs> I was like, I was I was very sharp. I was very quick. But I did feel like, you know, when I look back on it now, I had to be. Like, it, I couldn't afford for you to act up in school because I cannot leave work to come to the school to get you, okay? If I leave work, they gonna try to fire me and then we can't eat, you know? So my mindset was so, I'm drill sergeant that, you know, it's completely different now. My, you know, my older kids say you a whole different parent because they like Anthony and Sunday. They can say no, and you'd be like, I hear your words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like 
in these years, in these past years, you know, Anthony and Sunday are five. So in these five years, I have also done a lot of research and realized that if I tell, I, I had to ask myself a question as a, as a child who, you know, overcame sexual abuse, am I going to tell my child that they cannot say no to an adult? That's you it. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's messed up. You know, like when I really thought about it, I was like, yo. And it started making me think like, maybe that's why I didn't really, I didn't say anything when I was five years old being touched by an adult for years. You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind, somebody continued to tell me that you can't say no to adults, right? So anyway, that's how my philosophy has kind of shifted over the years. <laughs> So I'm definitely a whole different parent today. I I, I admit this myself. Um, what about y'all, uh, Rashida? What you think? Do you do, how has your philosophy shifted? Has it not? Are you still the same? What is, I feel like you was a, a hippie parent anyway. So I don't know. I feel like oh, I don't know if Rashida was really about that life. Uh oh, I think she froze a little bit. Lashonda, you can jump in while we wait on her. Well, it, it for me, I didn't really have structure growing up, right? So my mom, I grew up single parent mom. You know, my father was always in my life, but my mom had to work. And she was more of, you know, do your chores or whatever. And then I had this free time. And so, like, people can come over. We played Atari game. We just eat drinking all the Kool-Aid and, you know, doing, you know, just having fun. But when I got older, um, I was like, no, you know, if I ever become a mom, I'm never going to, you know, my kids can't be doing all that. You know, we're not doing the sleepover thing. Like, like I could go yeah. for the night and I was like, no, we can't do that. You know, we living in different times. I right. just, you know, we need to have some structure here. Yeah. And so I, what a lot of people don't know is I went through fertility with both pregnancies. And so it was very hard for me to conceive um, anyway. And so I was like, if I ever have kids, you know, I'm going to make sure that, you know, we we have structure, we have this, that, the other. And it was very easy for me to put it in place. Now, we're not, you know, because I said so, you know, and I would never give a valid reason. And that's not fair either to just yeah. say, no, you can't do it because I said so. Yeah. Um, and so I started saying, you know, I you know, don't know their parents well, or Uncle Joe might come over drunk and, you know, he might, you know, get on the floor and, and be in the wrong place, right? And Those I would hate to have that, to blow that whole house up. Do you hear me? And and so I was like, you know, no, everything was like, no, well, you can go for a little bit, come home by the street lights, like yeah. that mom. Yeah. But now that, and, and now it's shifted, right? Because now that they're older, I'm a little more chill, you know, they... I feel like they know, um, especially the twins, like they're in school, you know, you're going to school 12 hours away, them grades ain't right, you're going to be right back in Illinois. I know that's right. right. Go, I'm not, you know, we, we, we're not playing this game. So you go and kick it and do one, two o'clock in the morning, like 360, ding, 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 ding. But I, I'm not so over the top. I allow them to, to you know, be themselves and, yeah. and to find out what it's like to to have friends or so-called friends and um how to carry themselves it's not like they don't know yeah you know and so I'm like you know everything that you do no matter who you are how old you are people are always watching you yeah right and I used to be like well you tied to me don't be out there looking you know doing some crazy stuff but I can't I can't say you know if if they were to get in trouble they they know better yeah right so it's not like and so often as moms i see so many moms uh talk about how when their kids get in trouble you know they're blaming themselves because maybe i didn't do this right maybe i didn't do that right um and I, I i used to be in a place where if they didn't do the right thing i'm gonna blame myself because is it something that i missed is it something that i didn't get it right and then i said nope i'm human yeah 
I'm human. I make mistakes and I allow them to understand that now it's okay to make a mistake. It's yeah. okay to ask questions. It's okay to fall down and just get back up, you know, yeah. pick yourself back up. For Alyssa, we're in this period where she's looking at the twins and she feels like she's failed because she's not, you know, she doesn't go to school. You know, she went to CNA school, but we praise her for those milestones because, yeah. you know, teaching her and encouraging her and praying for her to embrace her disability. Yeah. Because yeah. with her ADD, she feels like people can tell and like mm-hmm. people don't know unless you tell them. Yeah. You work and you count money at a grocery store and you take care of a client privately. You know, there are some things that you know how to do. How you structure that in a classroom or your learning, if that's something that you desire to do, we just need to use our resources and know that it's okay. Yeah. Right. And so allowing them to take those steps and learn how to advocate for themselves like pulling the plug and saying you know what I can't you know I advocated for you all all these years you know and encouraging them to use their voice you know for everything you know when they need something or when something's not fair it's not right you know use your voice and advocate stand up for yourself Yeah. whereas I used to be that mom that would just be like Okay, this is, uh, my name is Latrona Cunningham, and my child is blah, 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 and I would like to call a meeting because blah, blah, blah is happening, right? And now it's reversal, like, Devin never had to advocate for himself, so now he's forced to, right, because he's 12 hours away, and for the first first week of class, he shut down, he wouldn't talk, and I'm like, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it because you have to use your voice. But I can't be there for you. I can't speak for you. You have to learn how to speak for yourself and know that it's okay because you want to be successful. You're there for a reason. And it's okay because I guarantee you the same person that uh, has a problem or a question, you might be that person that asks that question for them. So it's learning how to wean myself from them to where I'm not always being the forefront like when they were younger and yeah. you know reaching out to the teacher or you know but it was structure it, it I think it go but I think I think it goes and I think it goes against our innate active motherhood to not step up for our kids mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I I to this day my mom any any of my my siblings or my cousins who were raised with us say something wild to them and my mom is coming like she i mean my cousins is 40 50 years old it don't matter like yeah in her mind i think it really so i think people don't really think about how hard it is for us to not be there like uh, mimi said and not tell them no 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 don't jump to let them jump and hope they don't fall. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we really talk about that. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like instead it becomes a you're coddling, you're babying, you're doing this. But like Rashida said earlier, the world is gonna be mean to them. Why? I'm, why am I supposed to be? Yes. Why, why? Why do I not get to embrace? And I feel like for Black women, the narrative is always that we have to be a tough mother. You know what I mean? I want to be. I want to be the gentle mom sometimes. Now, I, 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 sometimes. <laughs> and that's you know that. And I, I want to. I say, um, I think that's how my philosophy has changed as a mother. Because when I started out, you know, I was raised by a single mother who was raised by a single mother who was raised by a single mother. Mm-hmm. So you see, this thing was generational. Yeah. So one thing they knew was hard work, but toughness. You know yeah. that. You know. It was always like work, 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 work. I don't have time for BS. You know, you yeah. gonna do what you gotta do. And if something hurt me or offended me, I had to deal with it myself. And you keep going. Mm-hmm. You yep. keep going. And then what happened when I had, you know, my children, especially with Imani, is I was continuing that pattern. And then I was like, you know what? This is not working because the one thing I wanted most was a safe place. So if that's what I wanted, why don't I think she would want it? So then that's how I had to, you know, stop being such a hard parent. Like, oh, oh, well, you know, 
what they say sticks and stones may break your bones but names will never no that it hurts oh, they do and it causes trauma it in, hurts. Our, exactly. in our kids they take it on the inside and, and, they, and we teach them to do exactly what we were taught to do which is keep going even though yep. we bleed it internalized yeah, right. and so so I think th that's one way that I can say my parenting philosophy has changed I'm not as like just suck it up buttercup like you know yeah, yeah. if it's a problem I need to know about it because how can I help you fix it I want you to know that I am here I yeah. you know I'm here to support you and you know I'm, I'm constantly asking uh, you okay everything good what's up yeah. you know because that's not something I had yeah but there were times I needed that 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 talk so I wanted to make sure I could give that to them yeah, I think that's it. I think I want to be able to embrace all sides of motherhood. Um, as a woman, as a black, as a black mother, I don't. I want to be able to love my kids uh, fully. You know, holistically. You know, I want to be able to give them tough love, but I also want to be able um, to be soft enough that I'm ready for a hug when it's time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, um, that's something I'm constantly working on. Cause I'm the same way. Now I was raised, you know, in a household with both parents. Um, and, and, you know, we also had cousins who were being raised with us. So we had a loud house. It was a lot of kids. My grandmother also lived with us. So I was raised in a multi-generational house that I'm still trying to get my parents to, to move in with me so I can make that happen. Right. Um, but, uh, when I, when I got divorced from my oldest, um, children's father, it was, I had to become something in order to make it. And, you know, I, I see it, you know, I can t definitely tell, um, you know, but I can definitely tell that my heart has changed, you know, since I've remarried, um, and having someone to depend on, but them years, them years as a single parent, it was like, it was me or nobody else. Not Cause not only was I a single parent, I was a sole provider. So mm -hmm. I didn't get any help financially or, or otherwise. And so because of that, you know, you, you got to fight every day, you know? Mm -hmm. So when people be looking at you like, dang, you always at work. Yeah. Who else going to feed these kids? Like, mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, I couldn't even go back to school yeah. because I was working. <laughs> No, I was working multiple jobs. Uh, and so Mimi, you know, it kind of brings me to you about, you know, what is your philosophy with parenting right now? Um, and understanding it very well may change or maybe it has already changed. Um, but, you know, how do you, what do you feel like your parenting philosophy is? I'm going to be transparent. When you asked that question, I had to Google, like, okay, what is my parenting philosophy? Like, do I actually have a parenting philosophy or I'm just, am I just winging it? And I find myself some days I really do just wing it because I like something she says and something she, I'm like, what in the world convinced you to do this? Like, yeah. why did you decide that it was okay to put a booger on my shirt? Like, what <laughs> made you okay with that? Like, and then I had to realize, like, uh, I had to check myself because one day I had like, I had got really frustrated with her. And I'm like, and you're four years old, you're supposed to be? And I'm like, wait a minute, play that back now? I'm like, she four, four years, years old. old. <laughs> like, you're really going in on four years old about doing four year old stuff. Like, come on, girl. And so I had to like, so when I, I say that when I um started going through my divorce, I went through like this mourning period. And I feel like I was withdrawn as a mother. I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to be talked to. I was like, can somebody please come get her? She yeah, was crying at yeah. night because she was feeling my emotions. I'm crying out because I'm feeling her emotions, my emotions. And just feeling like, oh my God, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, and I was a little tough on her and she was only two. I was really tough on her. Like yeah. thinking that she needed to know stuff, but I'm like, there's no way she would need to know stuff. She's only been on the earth for two years. Yeah. But now I realize that I'm a lot uh, more compassionate with her. Um, and I'm a lot more uh, gentle with her because she is going through that stage of mommy why and yeah. or why, why do I have to and I and I, when I was growing up it was like well don't you don't ask me why just because uh -huh. like, and I didn't like that so I'm like I, I probably need to give her a logical reason because she yeah. is one of those kids like she's like mom I'm a scientist so this is why I think this that's but right this, she's like mommy what you're saying isn't making any sense so why are you saying that and you know yeah so I try to be more compassionate and try to listen to her. Um, I try to make it make sense to her at her age. Um, that way it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't seem so elaborate. She asked me the other day, she said, um, mom, 
how do I see Jesus? She's like, do I actually need to die to see Jesus? I can't just see him. Like, I need to die. Like, she's like, that's kind of cruel that I have to wait to die to see. I'm like, okay, you know, let me make it make sense to her. So just try to be more compassionate and realizing that she doesn't know everything. And I have to teach her things she doesn't know. She's going to ask. And I have to be more patient with her. It's easy to be impatient when you got a lot going on. And when life is life and really hard, it's easy to like snap. But I have to be you know, I have to take moments away and, and I have to realize the more and more I've been able to realize that it's okay to take like five minutes away. I don't have to be yeah. for five minutes because I need to recalibrate and I need to refresh myself Yeah. <laughs> so I can be a better mom. I'd rather just take five minutes than me just snapping then all of a sudden I got 50 years behind the bars. Like, come right. on, now. you got to right. be better. You got to think smart. You know, got to think smart. You can't be like, oh. Like, you know, can't smack them in the face and things like that, you, you know, <laughs> lock you up quick. So you gotta, you gotta take some time away, like, you know what, let me walk away. Um, you know, yeah. so just being more compassionate, just being more compassionate. And I think the question thing is hard sometimes because we get, I mean, like sometimes the questions kind of like blindside us, but I think I started to feel like I better answer the questions or hear them out because at some point, once again, they're going to internalize, they're going to stop asking that stuff or they're going to ask the wrong people. So it's like, I may not want to answer these questions all the time. And, but I got to say something because if not, they may turn to somebody who doesn't have the best answer for them. I'd rather them ask me or, you know, or their dad than ask somebody else in the street. So I don't want to discourage them by being frustrated every time they ask me something. Cause then it's going to be, you know how like we, we had that one teacher who was just oh, over yeah. it. Oh, and yeah. after a while you, you turn, oh, yeah. they, they don't care. you know, I didn't want it to be, to be like that with my own kids. So, you know, it's like, you, you kind of have to reel it back in. Like, okay. So you got to start answering these questions. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, um, I think even more importantly that we got to let kids be kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I think one thing, even as my philosophy changed, it was really about ensuring, um, that, I was experiencing life with my kids, that I wasn't so busy doing things that I didn't take the the day to drive to the Y to play basketball or, you know, go to the park or, you know, go. I took my oldest daughter to get her first tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to be the parent that is, you like, yo, my mom is going to ride. Like she, mm -hmm. whatever we doing, she gonna ride, she got school, she got work, she got all these things. But I, when I need her to do something, she gonna come home from work and she gonna make it happen. And I, you know, and I, I think that that's kind of what I, I didn't realize how important those moments were um, when they were younger, um, I, when my oldest were younger. And so now just trying to ensure that that's a change that I'm making, you know, Rashida, I always see you at your kids' basketball games. You know, you're gonna be there, you're gonna, you're gonna travel, you're gonna, whatever you got to do, you're gonna be at them games. Mimi, you always got that baby dancing or something. That baby's gonna be out somewhere doing something. Lashonda, I, I feel like I know her kids because I, I see about them every day. <laughs> I ain't never met them kids in my life. Um, but it's, be, it's because you show that, you know, you show that you really spend time with it. And so I want to ask y'all, you know, uh, what advice, you know, would you have for other moms who maybe are struggling to balance the demands of parenthood with your own needs and desires? You know, outside of being a mom, you know, the things that you like to do for you, you know, what advice would you give somebody that's like, hey, it's okay to be you and have your thing and mommy too. You know, what advice would y'all like to give? Anybody can go. Oh, y'all want me to start? Or y'all got it? I, I, I can go. Um, for me, I think what um, the balance comes from, from you, have to, you have to do something for you. Um, there was a part where, like, my whole identity was being somebody's wife and mother. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember um, a few years ago, I pitched Shark Tank. And um, afterwards, you know, my husband and the boys, they were like in Winston, there was some place where they had basketball, but I was going to Shark Tank, so I couldn't go with them. And afterwards, like this was major, like I was pitching. And um, afterwards, I did not know what to do, like, because I was so used to just doing things with them. And I remember sitting in the car and just crying because I didn't remember things that I liked. I didn't know how to, you know, pull back into Rashida. And it was like, well, what did you like to do before you became somebody's mother 
and somebody's wife. And it was like, I had a meltdown because I was like, I didn't know. Um, but I drove myself to a coffee shop because no matter what, I love coffee, right? So when I was in that coffee shop, I, I made a promise to myself. It's like, you have to get back to you because you've allowed so many things to stretch you that you don't have your own identity now. And if you don't have your own identity, who do your kids see? That's who heavy. do they see? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I so I, I I thank you first. You no matter what, yeah, we have to, you know, take care of our kids. Yeah, we have to take care of our husbands, but you can't do that. Like I, I always hate when people say things like you can't pour from an empty cup. But it's true. Yeah. You have even if it's something small, I don't care if it's going to a poetry set, writing poetry, like you have to do something that brings you joy and like and that people know you for like oh i know she's gonna go do this like that's her yeah. thing you know yeah so do that and then everything it makes everything else easier because then you have that outlet you know you don't yeah. look at everything else like a task you're not you know you're not resentful towards your family because it's all about them and now you you feel like you're left on the wayside so you have to do something for yourself first and then i feel like you're more pleasant when it comes to the rest of them i love that. done that yeah yeah for sure and, done that. and what are we te- what are we teaching our kids when we wrap ourselves so much in them so mm-hmm. then when they grow up and they get married or they marry someone they're expecting that person to do that mm-hmm. and you'd be like hold up you know that, right. <laughs> that person be like oh i got my own thing like what mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, i'm a scholar what you mean yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't want I them to become good. codependent yeah, I felt guilty for a long time. Like, you know, they always say our world evolves around our kids. You know, we do everything. We show up at parent-teacher conferences. We, you know, sit and make sure we check the book bags and go over homework. Um, you know, when they're in sports, you know, we had two you know in sports and everything basketball baseball softball 18 20 games a piece and trying to figure out okay who's going to go to this game and who's going to go to that game make sure that we are supporting them in both aspects by showing up to the games and um on top of you know volunteering and doing you know community service type work and volunteering at church and trying to include them in the process as well and i felt guilty for like if I even thought about taking a hot bubble bath, you know, something as simple as that, or, or, you know, just going in the bathroom for five seconds, but, you know, still they come to the door because they need mommy, right? Yeah. Um, but feeling guilty for so long and really, you know, my mom was the one that said, you know, it's okay to take time out for yourself. Oh, yeah. It's, it's okay, okay to take time out for yourself. And not feel guilty doing that. Yeah. And the first time I tried it, 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 it felt like something was wrong or something was just off because I did that. But once you do it once or twice, it was like a car ride or, mm-hmm. you know, sitting on the patio just, you know, alone. Um just you know probably going to sit in the park or you know going to get a pedicure something simple as that just taking time yeah whatever is the thing that's for you Mm -hmm. you know like what i love i love playing softball watching softball games i love to do it whether somebody's with me or not and that playing softball i think i told rashida once a couple years ago that's the only thing that I do that has nothing to do with anybody else. It's it's just something I love to do. Mm-hmm. You do. And you got to we people I really believe that we have to encourage particularly mothers but women in general to find something that is just for you. That you're not doing it because of because your your husband or your spouse depends on it or your your kids depend on it or your neighbor like this this ain't no committee this is just something I'm doing for me. Yeah. Um, and it just get, it just really balances it out because it's something that takes care of you because you enjoy doing it. Um, so I definitely agree, Dr. LaShonda. Thank you so much. Uh, Mimi, what about you? Do you have any... Um... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask something else real quick when we were talking about how, you know, when we grow, when we grew up, how 
um, you know, we had to be tough and we had to, you know, do all these things and it's okay. Um, but also learning that it's okay to validate our feelings too. Like when we feel something and mm-hmm. we hurt and we're painting and yeah. we're tired and it's okay to say, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> yes. Validating our feelings because we do. We wear so many hats and we have to be, you know, a lot of times we're overextended sometimes and it's okay to say, I, I just can't anymore. And not feel guilty. We're taught that that is failure, though. Like we've been taught that that is that means that we're 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 selfish. Um, and I was I I remember my therapist said to me, um, "Sonny, you have to realize that self care is not selfish." And mm-hmm. she just reminded me that if I don't take care of myself, I'm not no good, no way, you know. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, you're right. I think we've been taught that. You know, we just we've been taught we don't get to say we can't. Like, yeah. and the audacity, the audacity of this world to make us feel like we don't have the autonomy to say no, because that's essentially what's being policed when we say we're tired, when we say we can't, um, when we say we can't take on another thing. Essentially, you're really policing our no. You won't mm-hmm. allow us to refuse, um, which is oppressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm ready. Rashida, you were gonna say something. Um, I no, I was gonna say my um my therapist started that became a part of my homework was to mm-hmm. do something for myself. So um before I was sessions would end, she she would say, What are you gonna work on for yourself over the next week? And if like at first that was the hardest thing to do. Like it was like, uh, I don't know. Um I don't know, I guess I'll, you know. I'll just sit down on the couch and watch something. She's like, yeah. okay, so what else? What else? Yeah. What yeah. else are you going to do? And um, so after a while, it became easier to do. Like, it, and it became, oh, I'm going to schedule a, you know, a coffee date with, you know, one of my friends. Or, oh, I'm going to, you know, paint and sip with the boy's godmother. Like, it started, it went from, I don't know, or like something very basic to now it's like a full catalog of things that I can pull from to do yeah. for just myself and just to bring that balance back yeah yeah that's good that's good that's good um anybody else anybody else have some advice uh you want to give yeah i want to um talk about what rashida said um when she first was talking about the identity piece and so i feel like that's very important and also that what she said lastly is that i don't know because identity and i don't know go hand in hand sometimes Mm -hmm. so um to talk about more so right after I got divorced, I didn't, I didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. I was so much, you know, a stay, I was a stay-at-home mom, um, doing things for my ex-husband, doing things for the kids, and I never did anything for myself. Mm-hmm. I always did things that would cater to everybody else and not myself. And so when I, I, I feel like my mind went into a panic because I did not know what I liked anymore. I did not know, um, I felt like I didn't know anything about the world. I was like, oh, people doing this now they're doing that now because I was just out of touch but when you take the time out to find yourself and whatever find yourself looks like um finding myself is not the same for the next person so whatever finding yourself looks like and then you begin to know like what whatever your time is by yourself along with yourself whether it's reading a book whether it's writing a book whether it's assessing a book whatever the case may be what makes you feel at the end of the day is whatever makes you feel good. Do yeah. that thing. Now, if it's like something crazy and, and very unhealthy, probably shouldn't do it. But right. whatever makes you feel good, whether it's, you know, talking on the phone to a friend you haven't talked to in years or yeah. going out on and walking in nature and soaking up some vitamin D, whatever makes your soul feel good, that's the thing you should do as a mom because at the end of the day, when that god forbid it ever happens but if something ever happens that that moment is taken away from you you don't want to be so lost that you don't know how to recover and find yourself right right you know so do whatever it is in your heart that makes you feel good that makes you feel like it's i'm back to me Uh, some people say that i I gotta get back to me i gotta get back to me but if you don't know who you are (laughs) yeah get back to you so do do whatever it is that you can do within that week within that day within that month that is going to make you feel good because ultimately when we feel good as a person as human beings then we're able to show good to others yes 
I love that. I love that. Okay, let me ask y'all this as we start wrapping up. Okay, I want to ask you this. What are some of the most rewarding aspects of being a mom? And what brings you the most joy in your role as a parent? So what are some of the most rewarding aspects? And what brings you the most joy in your role as a parent? I'll, I'll hop in first. I'll say probably one of the things that brings me the most joy is seeing the fruit of my prayers come to fruition. I think that is, it's something that I can't even put into words to watch uh, my children be confident, to be um, disciplined, to be passionate about what they are passionate about. Um, I love that. I think one of the most rewarding aspects, probably when I, I recorded a, a a podcast with my oldest two kids and just asked them about being raised by a single parent, and they were like, it wasn't too bad, you know? And so that was like a really rewarding thing because I was like, I done messed these kids' life up. <laughs> that was a chair joke, jerker episode, it too. Was, like, that it was. was it was so God. good. It was yeah, so it was, good. It was very encouraging. I love it. It yeah. was so good. Um, and so it was, yeah, it was a time. But um, I think that was that was definitely one of the one of the most rewarding uh, aspects. What about y'all? Who wants to Who wants to hop in? I'll hop in. So for me, hearing how other people perceive or uh, the the light she gives to other people, I'm like, wow. So I'm actually doing. I'm actually doing a good job. Right? Yeah. (laughs) To see how she is so well behaved and how she is so well spoken and how she has compassion for others, it just makes my heart feel feel really good because it's like, man. Even though I feel like I suck as a mom sometimes, because we all have the moments, right? We all do. I could have done something better. But your child is idolizing you, and they're doing things right. They're noticing when other kids are having bad behavior and saying, Mom, this kid did this, and I know that wasn't right, so I didn't do that. So to hear her (laughs) reflection of her day, it's like, man, that makes me feel good. And it's very rewarding to know, as even though she's a little one, just to know that how she thinks and her thought process, that's very rewarding for me. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. I think for me... um, one of the most rewarding things is, um, for one, all my my children get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Like they are each other's friends. I've, you know, I was the only child for 15 years, so I didn't grow up with any siblings in the house. But um, I I know people who did. Um, and sometimes, I mean, like they just did not get along with their siblings, you know. And not every day is peachy, you know. But like they genuinely enjoy being around each other. They like each other. Um, yeah, they like each other. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so that makes me feel good as a parent because it's like, oh well you didn't mess them up too much or you didn't show favoritism towards one and not the yeah. other something out there you know so that that to me um is rewarding just their their friendship within you know their you know being siblings mm-hmm. and then also just um really oh i think you cut it i think you cut out rashida you might hit the mute button again we're gonna come back to your second point LaShonda, what was yours? Oh, I would say um, you never really know how your kids feel or how um, rewarding being a mom is until um, I would say like when you hear them saying some of the same things that you've said to them for years growing up and they're using the same words or they're um, one thing that we uh, practice in our home is even if you agree, you get in a fight, y'all mad at each other, whatever, don't go to bed angry and mad, make up before you go to sleep Mm -hmm. because tomorrow's not promised. And so to see them with their friendships, with, you know, the, the people that they hang out with and they agree to disagree but before the night has ended seeing them say man I'm sorry or you know you still my girl whatever you know I apologize if I've wronged you any kind of way and that's something that I say a lot is if I've wronged you in any kind of way tell me about it let's talk about it let's let's grow from it and you know how do we make that look different Um, and to hear them practice that and actually apply that to their everyday life is so rewarding because 
you know, we always say you reap what you sow. And so you want to build those and foster those relationships with people. Yeah. Um, and let some people go, right? Because if you've, if you've, um, you know, you can forgive someone and not still be tied to them, right? Ooh, Especially if they are um, disrupting your peace. There is so much chaos or it's chaotic. You know, learning how to um, accept your responsibility in a situation if there's something that you need to validate yourself, but also being okay with letting it go and knowing that you know that's not something or someone that you want to be attached to so to be able to see them do that in their everyday life um and you know be okay with it and knowing that it was rooted right Mm -hmm. in their upbringing and being you know feeling good about themselves and being able to just go on press on i say keep pressing on yeah you know, um, it's so rewarding to see that. And it, it's, it's kind of like, man, I did say that a lot. Or I did, you know, and to see them doing it, you know, or them writing, you know, papers and saying, like, who's someone that you, you know, that you look up to? And they say, I look up to my mom or I look up to my dad or I look up to my my granny. who People that have played a role in their right. lives to, yeah. I love that. No, I love that. Um, Yeah, it's a, oh man, it it starts to kind of pull on your heartstrings when you think about all of the possibilities. If I always feel like our babies are going to get the best of us, I want my prayer is always that they take the best of us, they take the the worst of us and they learn from it, but they take the best of us and then they go higher. And so I'm super excited that we get to parent um, in this season and be an example, you know, to other to other kids who maybe don't have a mom relationship. You know, I think that's probably one of the things I've been intentional about is ensuring that I'm supporting other moms who, you know, are experiencing a single life or are other kids who don't have active mothers. Um, just trying to be there. You know how your kids bring people over. You know, yes. you just. <laughs> You got to show up, you know, I try to show up to the school and be dressed, you know, without, without oh, yeah. looking crazy, you know, so I can support. I'm <laughs> going up in there with your bonnet on now. Oh my goodness. But just to, just to support the babies, you know, and let them know like, Hey, I, I started, uh, when I would get mercy off the bus, I would walk all 11 of the kids into our neighborhood and walk, you know, and drop them off to their, you know, these elementary students. So walking with them to their, um, their doors, just, you know, and one of the uh, parents in the neighborhood group was like, you like the neighborhood mom. I, you know, I don't never worry. Cause I know you gonna make sure that they get, I'm like, yeah, they snatching kids out here. <laughs> I can see you doing that. <laughs> That's true. I can see you doing that. <laughs> oh my goodness I mean it's just a it's it, 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 it's something about um, I think about all these kids who um, you know all of these kids who struggle to live because they didn't have you know they didn't they didn't have that they didn't have somebody who was concerned about them so mm-hmm. any last words that y'all want to say before we um, cut out um, any last thoughts um, or you know things that you want to mention oh Rashida you're back you're back did you want to finish your thought I know you was running in and out it's okay <laughs> yeah I'm sorry no I think I was I was really just saying um the other joys is watching them become individuals um, be, you know be confident in who they are what they like and what they don't like um, yeah you know stand up for themselves and just to see like their their different personalities like they are really blossoming and that is like you know there's that time where you feel like oh I failed these kids we we don't mess these yeah. ones up let's start over you know but then it's like they you know you listen to the conversations and you see the actions and you're like wow they, they're really getting it they're re- you know they're really getting the hang of life and um they're really finding themselves so that in itself is rewarding um just to see them become individuals yeah I love that that is something. When I, and I, I also like, you know, when they remind you of yourself mm-hmm. and they like say stuff back to you and you yes. just have to look. And you're like, oh, Lord. so you did listen. Oh, so you. Yes. Uh, 
So you get it. Yeah. Woo! You know that moment where you said, where you was like, oh. So the, uh, I think I posted a video of it a couple months ago, maybe, where um, Sunday, it, you know, SJ is five years old and her, uh, you know, her twin is Tank. And so Tank took something from her and she said, you're stealing. You're going to go to hell. And I said, yes. SJ. Who <laughs> remember <What>? that? <laughs> yes. I think we all do. But I mean, that's what you got to think. <laughs> Who, For one, who's her mother? Who's her mother? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, these kids are, they are literal sponges. They just soak up whatever we say. <laughs> They do. Which, which is why I don't they get do. mad when I encounter kids who cuss everybody out because I know right. somebody <laughs> in your house is cussing to everybody as the regular talk. So, you know, I don't, I get off on a tangent about that, but, you know, I, I look at the way some of these parents come up to the school and stuff and, and the way y'all communicate. I absolutely understand why your kid, your kid is not crazy. They're being raised mm-hmm. in a in a traumatic household that we have to address. And yeah. so I think part of being a mom is taking a taking a look at what we are doing um, and ensuring that there's a safe place, you know, for every kid. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You're right. They're going to be independent and they look just like you. They act like us, too. So. <laughs> Well, thank you, ladies, so much for hanging thank out you, with me. Thank I'm you. so thankful. I'm so thankful. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Sunny Side View. Of course, I hope the discussion on motherhood in today's society kind of shed some light on diverse experiences and perspective of moms everywhere. Um, I definitely want to remember want everybody to remember that being a mom is an incredible journey filled mm-hmm. with joys and challenges. Um, and as we navigate those expectations and pressures and ever-changing landscape of modern motherhood, let's just remember to support and lift up one another. Um, I'm so I'm so excited to hear your thoughts and your experiences. So please share them on social media, any of our social media platforms um, together. Let's just continue to embrace and support moms everywhere. Until next time, keep shining bright and don't you ever forget to always look at the sunny side view. Thank y'all so much. My name is Sunday Joy and thank you for listening to my mom's podcast.